0: All right, we're going to do part 2 of this in times heresy. Yep. Video that nobody liked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's funny cuz it's true.
0: It is. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't care. I knew that it in I think the the person that read it to you knows that it's not popular to say these things. These things upset people.
1: Oh, yeah, and that's why it comes from a ministry that like nobody's ever heard of before, but yet everybody has heard of, you know, elevation. You know what I mean mm-hmm. because it's like, well, One's popular, one's not. Imagine but that. But
0: this is this is more about how the new apostolic reformation is what it's called. This new and and you would know the the simple definition of that would be like Bethel, IHOP, the Internet International House of Prayer. Um, those are the two big ones. You could yeah. Well, you know what you could. Let you me could,
1: let me pull it up again because let's define this real quick because this whole one is going to be talking about this and i know some of us like me brandon uses these big awesome words and we don't know what he's talking about so the new apostolic reformation i'm using this from got questions the resource website that we use all the stinking time and we just love them they're awesome um or or n-a-r is what you will commonly see it just minimized down to is an unbiblical religious movement that emphasizes experience over scripture, mysticism over doctrine, and modern-day apostles over the plain text of the Bible. A particular distinction in the New Apostolic Reformation are the role and power of spiritual leaders and miracle workers, the reception of new revelations from God, an overemphasis on spiritual warfare, and a pursuit of cultural and political control in society. The seeking of signs and wonders in the NAR is always accompanied by blatantly false doctrine. Growth in the New Apostolic Reformation is driven primarily through small groups and church planning, often completely independent of a parent congregation. The movement is not centrally controlled and many of its followers will not self-identify as part of it or even recognize the name. All the same, thousands of churches and millions of believers adhere to the teachings of the New Apostolic Reformation. Popular teachers uh, associated with this include C. Pat, Peter Wagner, Rick Joyner, and Kim Clement. So again, that's why we feel it's important to talk about uh-huh. this at the end time because most people
0: and that's that's a weak list. I mean, that, that's just, yeah, that's incredible. Now small. we're going like Todd White, um,
1: but a lot of the people Kenneth who are Coke, Clinton, but within that, even though that's this, more
0: prosperity.
1: they do not necessarily identify as such. But that's why it's even more important to understand these teachings.
0: Well, what what pulls them into it which is interesting and this is kind of why I've been choking on getting this one out It's because what pulls into this is not they may disagree with the new apostolic part of it but they'll agree they're on this dominionism this idea that man that, that God has lost dominion over the earth and that man goes and takes it back and, and with work and faith and blessing from God, we go and take dominion over the earth. And we're blessed. And then some point in history, I guess, God comes back. But yeah. that's that's the extremist view. Do you
1: want me to finish reading this or no?
0: Of it. Yeah, to you, God you God can point, go you ahead. I was okay. just... But I was just explaining that those those may not agree with that, but they they kind of are in the same category. So this is where, um, well, because New this, Apostolic Stock
1: Reformation is the umbrella term. The umbrella for many term of, these of it, right? Things, and yeah. then, so
0: this is where you would you could fit in a, a person like Kenneth Copeland, and even even very very lightly a person like Furtick. Mm-hmm. Um, is is very much like that, but then you though. have people
1: because I know I've had people on Instagram who have come to us that they are very strongly identifying as apostolic, and sure. they they message me and they're like, hey, are you you know apostolic too and stuff right. like that? And I'm like, uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's
0: also a thing too that people yeah, are very yeah. proud of. Some yes, but it's also hidden, and I think it. it the point of bringing that up is it's hidden, and this article brings up how this is kind of corrupting even exactly um it's sometimes well-meaning pastors sure but how this is corrupting them as well but go ahead and read the rest of it
1: um it says the new apostolic reformation teaches that god's intended form of church governance is apostles and prophets holding leadership over evangelists pastors and teachers however this has not been the case for the vast majority of christian history So according to the New Apostolic Reformation, God began to restore prophets and apostles over the last 30 to 40 years. Only now, as the church is properly guided by the appropriate spiritual leaders, can it fulfill its commission. This commission is seen as more than spiritual, as it includes cultural and political control. And the New Apostolic Reformation apostles are seen as the highest of all spiritual leaders being specially empowered by God himself. True maturity and unity Oof. per the new apostolic reformation is only found in those who submit to the leadership of their apostles. Anybody seeing red flags anywhere? Like
0: That's boom, where, beep, see, beep. and that's where a person like Furtick and Elevation sure. would fit in. Yeah. Just the pure organization of that church that's says insane. that.
1: According to this teaching, as the church unifies behind the apostles, these leaders will develop greater and greater supernatural powers. You'd almost think you're reading like some sci-fi script, but this is like real life, and that's why we're talking about it. Eventually, this will include the ability to perform mass healings and suspend Mm. the laws of physics. Does anybody see the cry for the Antichrist? Come on.
0: You know what's funny is this is this isn't crazy. This is a conversation that I've actually got into from one of Bethel's videos. I know, yeah. From one of, they had a guest pastor, Mm. Bobby Connors. Yep, yep. Unbelievable what this guy says. But he subscribes to this, this theology that there will be mass healings and things will be and done and this is what's
1: so amazing to read throughout like <laughs> Revelation and to know the things that are coming in this time of the end and then to look around in oh. our even Christian stage today and see how primed we are for the Antichrist you know what I mean like supernatural powers and all these different it's like do y'all not what's see this what's scary
0: is all the this is something Yikes. that we've been contacted that people have either they have come out of yep or they're, or stuck, in they're it. stuck in or they're stuck in or there's awful. many of their family that have been involved in it like I didn't know I didn't realize it was as seriously as big as started, but it's interesting that you just read that they won't they won't acknowledge Uh church or this Yeah, so people are quiet like I just go to church Mm -hmm. oh oh, yeah it's over here so they, they, it's like
1: well yeah because if they came at you with this stuff you'd be like you've lost your ever loving mind
0: and that's why (laughs) And that's why. And, and it's why is because they tell you and uh, they'll tell you exactly that you haven't reached the level of faith and understanding exactly. that they or their teacher has. Re- exactly. So you don't understand. So that's why they don't even identify because they're like, listen, they're not. They even teach. They're not going to understand.
1: Yeah, because you're not like there yet. Bethel's own school history. that
0: the stuff that is. Oh, Wow.
1: Well, listen to this next Carry on. part. These signs are meant to encourage a massive wave of converts to Christianity. These apostles are also destined to be recipients of a great wealth transfer in the end times, which will enable the church to establish God's kingdom on earth. I'm telling oh, you guys every time the stinking kingdom thing. This is yeah. why Brandon always goes to what's their kingdom theology, because that will tell you so. This is much. the
0: extreme view of what this what the problem that I have with replacement theology and kingdom theology. Yep. This this is the these are the extreme views out of both of these. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, this is my main problem with those. So is, is I guess people would attack people that try to set the dates for the rapture would be the <laughs> extreme part of our views. Sure. I think this is that, and I'm not attacking this, but this right here is, is dan- doctrinally dangerous. And even people that believe in some sort of kingdom theology would acknowledge that most of these new apostolic reformation people are heretics And this is a dangerous doctrine that they're preaching and believing.
1: So this article here is really long, breaking down all of this, because there are so many steps to it. Do you want me just to link this? People can read it in the description. Because we have have a main article we we want to get to. We just wanted to give you guys some understanding of what this movement is before we dive into this article. Because I think that would be helpful but we will link this down below so if you would like to read more into this breakdown of the new apostolic reformation um, with additional resources and scriptures and things we'll have all that down there because it's a lot but brandon found this article um it's from the same ministry of the one that we did talking about the end times mega church um eight to eight ministries and this one is how the nar dominionism corrupts the minds of pastors is what and I found it, and I
0: was like, you know what, we need this needs to be discussed because it is a great article. He brings up great points. Uh, lots of people are going to disagree and li- dislike this video. That's cool. I expect it. Um, but
1: but it's not about how many likes. It's of not views about of how it many likes it's of views. How bad it's uses about
0: it. yeah, and like I said, this is even where people that di- disagree with my point of view can agree that this is dangerous and they need to you know this is where we, i guess we even from opposing views can get together here and um you know there's a couple parts in this that we can definitely agree with
1: yeah so this 828 ministries and you can just go to 828ministries.com literally the numerals 828ministries.com and we'll link this below as well but they are kind of talking about an article from charisma news um it was called beware the perils of mega churches and so um they're kind of they're kind of doing what we're doing where they're going through that article and being like whoa 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 hold the phone let's look at this yeah Um, so
0: this is an article going over an article (laughs) article going over an article yeah so but it's great content they
1: started off by using john 18 verse 36 jesus answered my kingdom is not of this world if my kingdom were of this world my servants would have been fighting that i might not be delivered over to the jews but my kingdom is not from this world which you think would answer a lot of the questions and divisions we have today but apparently it doesn't so i will read on so the writer here says i have tried to give pastor shane idleman the benefit of the doubt before the Shane Eidelman is who wrote the "Beware the Perils of Mega Churches" on Charisma News,
0: and those are the—that's uh, the article that we went over. Um, in oh, yeah, with the, about the mega churches, the mega church podcast. So, so it says so a lot of what you haven't listened to that one to know what we're talking about in this one. You're gonna need to listen to that one first.
1: Um, a lot of what he writes and stands for is absolutely correct. He seems to stand against a great deal of the heresy we see in the church today. He just cannot seem to see how he endorses the NAR Dominionist model of thinking when it comes to politics. The NAR believes in the seven mountains mandate of the church conquering seven cultural mountains in order to facilitate the second coming of Christ. Now, I doubt that Eidelman believes that extreme, but he may as well the way he stands for the church's involvement in the carnal politics of the world. Let us reason together through the above linked articles from Eidelman about what he sees as the perils of megachurches. So, we're going to break down these various topics, what they're saying, and, and how we truly weigh these things out. Because, again, this whole political but thing. And he's pointing and all out, of this, he's like, hey,
0: your your theology is really close to scary theology.
1: Sure. And that should be cause and for alarm. And that should be
0: cause for alarm.
1: Especially when we see your Christian beliefs intermingling with these political goings and dealings and things like this. This should be these red flags that we talked about in all of our really unpopular posts about patriotism and love of country and things of that nature. So So if anything,
0: I just thought this would be a good point that he's raising because he's giving a benefit of the doubt and saying, I hardly think that he actually believes this stuff. But this in is case what you didn't know, you're
1: standing on.
0: You know, just like I know that you know, there's people like, you know, like Hal Lindsey's, and you know, your your what's the dude that wrote the Blood Moons? Oh Hage. yeah,
1: Hagee, John Hagee.
0: <clears throat> okay, I acknowledge that they're crazy. I've told you there's black eyes in pre-millennialism. Sure, I've said that many times. So the Go first ahead.
1: quote by Shane Eidelman says, "By the title, you must assume I am against mega churches, but I'm not." God often blesses a work and a church grows, but there is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Some megachurches are doctrinally sound, filled with excitement and expectations, while others have a mere motivational speaker leading them away from the theological depth and width. In the past, many churches could avoid hot-topic issues, but not today. A clear line of demarcation is being drawn in the sand. Many pastors are choosing between political correctness and biblical faithfulness, between crowd appeal and crowd conviction, between tickling the ears and challenging the heart. And the response was, let's deal with the obvious first. Church growth is not always a sign of blessing from God. It is often a sign of judgment. The largest largest church in America is run by Joel Osteen, who openly admits to not preaching the full counsel of God. The reason why so many people flock to him is he preaches what they want to hear. Jesus made it very clear that the true gospel divides. It does not multiply. Paul Washer once quipped that Osteen is God's vengeance upon those willing to sit through his sermons. <laughs> the cold hard, like, rea- yep. the whole cold hard reality is that nearly all megachurches have grown to their status level by compromising the gospel. That aside, Eidelman wastes no time in getting to the thrust of his argument. He has set up two sides. Those are political correctness and biblical faithfulness, but we will soon discover that his definition of biblical faithfulness has little to do with the Bible. So, continuing on into um, Shane Eidelman's article, it says, Whether the megachurch is in California, Georgia, or New York, it is sad to see many pastors concerned about offending their audience. After all, whoever has the most social media followers, campuses, or sermon downloads is the way to gauge success, right? Wrong. God judges faithfulness, faithfulness to his word. Truth about marriage, abortion, socialism, and national security is often neglected, watered down, or avoided altogether in the hope of not offending members. Please don't misunderstand. Many megachurch pastors are doing great things, from Chuck Swindoll, Tony Evans, Jack Hibbs to Jack Graham, Greg Laurie, and Jim Symbala. We feature many of them on the WCF radio network, but as a whole, many are audience-driven, not God-inspired. All right, so the response here. Shane is so close to the truth, but he cannot see it because of his NAR blind spot regarding the politics of this world. Mega church pastors do not wish to offend their audience, so they withhold the gospel, not politics. When Paul said goodbye Mm -hmm. to the Ephesian elders in Acts 20, he declares he is innocent of their blood. Why? Because he did not hesitate to preach the political hot button issues of the day? No, because he did not hesitate to proclaim the entire gospel. The truths about socialism and national security—is Idleman serious? These are whatever, these and whatever other political topics has, have zero business being preached from the holy desk of the pulpit. Amen. In the days Jesus walked the earth, there were plenty of political issues. Wow. The occupation and abuses of the Roman Empire were so egregious that the disciples all hoped Jesus was going to deliver them from that oppression. What they failed to realize is he was not there to deliver them from carnal earthly oppression, but from eternal satanic oppression and sin. Nothing has changed since. The gospel is not about this life, beloved. The key verses remind us that his kingdom is not of this world. We need to stop fighting over the arrangement of the deck chairs on the Titanic. (laughs) I like
0: the way that he put that. I know a lot of people that probably (laughs) trigger a lot of people there, but. I love that line.
1: But that's what so much of this is. We are arguing over how to arrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. That is. Stop it.
0: Yeah. We have plenty of work to do, but that's exactly, you know, I think it, it's it's more important. But like, than,
1: let's use the Titanic. Plenty of work to do. Yeah. Like getting people loaded off up the into rice boards and prepared yeah. and ready and making sure they have on coats and life jackets and all of these other things, right? That's like worthwhile work to be doing as the ship is sinking but we're over here fussing about
0: it should and it should look at the you know the same as as somebody even that holds another point of view you guys are both working for the same thing at the end of the day because you're both living like Christ no matter what you yes no matter what your theology is right we all we all look to Christ yes so,
1: so going back to Shane Idleman's uh article it says as an example of the seismic shift a few years back a major publisher approached me about writing desperate for more of god after submitting the manuscript i was told i'm sorry but it does not meet a felt need the editor continued the chapter the desperate need for truth isn't relevant people aren't concerned about truth bingo he nailed it that's exactly the problem we are asking what do people want rather than what they need Looking back, I praise God that my manuscript was turned down because now I can offer my books as free downloads. I love my fellow pastors. We feel the pain of parents losing a child to an overdose, marriages crumbling under our watch, and more tragedies than we can count. But at the end of the day, we are not just shepherds. We are also watchmen. We are to uplift and encourage and also convict. There are times when the saints must be fed, and there are times when the sinners must be warned. Charles Spurgeon. When we fail to proclaim God's word faithfully, we run the risk of becoming politically correct and perverting the words of the living God, Jeremiah twenty three thirty six. This is exactly what we are seeing today. Many pastors don't want to offend a certain political party, so they'll take a neutral approach. But truth is not neutral when it comes to absolutes. It's solid and unyielding. Okay. Here is the typical air of the NAR political idol worshiper. We are watchmen for the church, not the world. The prophets throughout the Old Testament were commanded as watchmen over Israel, not the world. What Shane forgets is that the things of God are utter foolishness to the lost. Forcing better behavior through legislation does not change one person's eternal destination. Mm -hmm. Only the gospel has that power. The true error, however, is in conferred righteousness. What Shane Eidelman just said is the pastors are afraid to tell their sheep that a certain political party is wrong. Let me cut through the purposeful haze here. Idleman believes, as all of the NAR political idol worshipers believe, that the Democratic Party is inherently evil and that only the brave, righteous Republicans can lead us to the false promised land of revival. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, spot nice on, one. but boom. Oh, like, yeah.
0: That's exactly That's it. what this is, That's though, exactly what this. you see now. Oh, my god! You gosh. see this now, especially with... This whole, I mean, with left. Cortez oh, with and with Omar. Did you see like, the
1: thing that they posted? And it's like, you think if you don't love it, you should leave, right? And it's that Omar chick with a bunch of quotes. And everybody's like, yeah. And they're like, huh, ah, those are Donald Trump's yeah. quotes <laughs> that are there in the picture. <laughs> I, 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 I died.
0: But no. But that's not the point of it. That's it's it's that the. And regardless, right or wrong about uh, Cortez and, and all, like, I don't, I don't like any of them. But. The I, I world's mean, out there being see, the world. You can just see the world being the world... in being completely right about this. Because there's a side of it that just...
1: Let me just one more time before yeah, right, we continue right, right. on here. Let me cut through the purposeful haze here. Idleman believes, as all of the New Apostolic Reformation political idol worshipers believe, that the Democratic Party is inherently evil and that the only the brave, righteous Republicans can lead us to the false promised land of revival. Is that what you're looking for? Do you fall under those categories? Right?
0: Mm-mm.
1: This is serious. The hard truth Shane does not want to hear is that neither party cares for the cause of Christ. Amen.
0: Yeah.
1: Even on his favorite hot button issue, abortion, Eidelman tears apart the Democrats and praises the Republicans, even though it was the grand old party that gave us Roe versus Wade. He earlier complained about socialism, but who gave us Obamacare as codified law? That's right, Republicans. The Bible says we are pilgrims and sojourners through this world and that our citizenship is in heaven. Shane Edelman teaches a dual citizenship that is simply not biblical. And again, this is what all of those political ones we did around Fourth of July like, that's literally the point. You've been like screaming over here. Just somebody, please listen. So that's why we're doing this. So anyways, going back to Shane Eidelman's um, article, it says, Additionally, many think think politics is to pastors what kryptonite was to Superman. Stay away. (laughs) But our political system was ordained by God. It oversees the affairs of men. The institution of government was created by God to govern man, to protect, defend, and administer justice. Many of the founding fathers were ordained ministers. They understood that faith should impact all areas of life. Leadership matters. Those who challenge America's history often acquire their information from revisionists or from secular That's interpretations concerning what the founders believed rather than looking at the framers' original writings. Revisionists often use omissions, broad generalizations, and half-truths in order to oh, rewrite history on. to take the exception and portray it as the rule. <laughs> so let's go to the response here.
0: Uh, he was almost right in that article. <clears throat> like it, like almost at almost a point sort of
1: this is the clever ruse political idol worshipers like to play yeah they rail against one political party and out of the other side of their mouth excuse the system away by claiming it is just ordained by god well if it is then so is abortion since it is the law of the land no you cannot have it both ways many of the founding fathers attended schools that taught divinity but that did not make them ministers (laughs) All political idol worshipers have to stretch the truth in order to shoehorn in America into that this narrative. That is true. The settlers of the New World were very religious, but today we would not consider them brothers. The pilgrims were separatists and the Puritans believed God entered into a covenant with them. That which is true. We would label correctly as blasphemous today. Yeah. When Joseph Smith claimed an angel gave him a new gospel, we rightfully cry heretic. The same goes for claiming God entered into a covenant with them. Many of the founding fathers were atheists and many were deists. A deist simply believed in the concept of a God but not Jesus Christ. In fact, Thomas Jefferson rewrote the Bible removing all accounts of the miracles of Christ and any reference to his deity. This is not a secular interpretation, Shane. I actually taught American history for many years. Is America the best attempt at government in pagan history? Absolutely. <laughs> but that does not mean we were ever righteous and certainly not in covenant with
0: God. Ooh, if you ever want to know what my channel's about, that's probably a good... Uh...
1: But it's so funny because we teach this as our founding fathers were Christians and this Mm -hmm. was a Christian nation. But do you understand that the, the morals of the Bible are the same morals that rule like practically every nation there is? Like, well, in pretty much any nation you go to, murder is wrong, theft
0: is wrong. Like, certain of these things are pretty across the board, guys. And that's what, it is, and the, and board, that's what the, the Spirit of God is written on the heart of the man, no matter what. It's called conscience. Exactly. You know that you're not supposed to take somebody else's things. You know that you're supp- not supposed to kill somebody.
1: You cannot be a Christian nation and a free nation.
0: It's impossible. So which
1: one do you want America to be?
0: Yeah, it's impossible because you have to give up so many. Well, you have to give up things to get. And because it's, if
1: I'm a free nation, I can have abortions. Right. I can do these things. If I'm a Christian, I cannot have abortion because that's murder and I can't do those things. They don't coincide.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a weird position to be in as Christians. It's uncomfortable. Um, And many Christians don't want to have this discussion because they don't want to admit and they don't want to think about, well.
1: Well, like that thing there about Thomas Jefferson. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, but that's true. And that's 100% But we don't want to talk about that. And we don't. And uh, and granted, these are the black eyes of these things that he's bringing up. But.
1: But they're there. But
0: they're truth, and that's what the problem with. But just like how side. we
1: worship the reformers, we right, want to worship exactly. and hold up the reformers as these like nearly godlike figures. They weren't we perfect. We do the same with right. our founding fathers. Yeah,
0: and they weren't perfect. They either. were men, sinful yeah. men. Exactly, and just they imitated like each and other as such. And they they weren't right about everything. No. I mean, there's there's only one truth, and that's Christ. So.
1: Hmm. Okay. Uh, The next point here from Shane Eidelman. The question often arises then, can we legislate morality? No and yes. No, we cannot change a person's heart by forcing a set of laws or rules upon them, but we can restrain evil and deter wrongdoing. We should all strive to defend the weak and the fatherless, maintain (laughs) the rights of the poor and oppressed, and deliver them from the hand of the wicked, Psalm 82, 3 and 4.
0: But politics doesn't care about people. We don't like have that. to
1: abandon our ethics or compromise our principles to be involved in politics. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Hold what? on. I know. I'm trying. What? I'm trying. let stop. Okay. Let's keep reading. What good is salt left in the shaker or a light that is hidden? Contextually, when Jesus referred to being salt and light, he was referring to holy living and the individual level, but the overlapping principle applies in all areas of life. Politics is not a bad word. In simple terms, politics refers to governing or leading a group of people. The response here. Can you make it through? I,
0: I, I just, okay. I can't because of the things that were going on in the New Testament in the first century. I'm watching your face as I talk. I just, I can't. The things that were going, they're not, they're not, they're there's, uh, the exact same things that are happening today. And did, did Paul come in and and Jesus come in and try to seek to change Rome in the way of politics? No, he came in and he's like, hey, look at all this politics stuff you know who's you know who's an awesome guy that you want to know that you know none of this matters and this is all sinful pagan stuff don't worry about all this like all so right. how how do you think that we have some kind of example to that we we don't have to okay i'm sorry <laughs> I can't. He, he, okay. He's smarter than I am reading. See,
1: and this is why, you guys, I think we've kind of turned to this. We're braiding find so many great things. And there are things we talk about all day, but then when we sit down to try to podcast, he's like, Gah!
0: All right. <laughs> so let's work through this. I'm okay? calming down.
1: He says, yes, but you have turned politics into a branch of our faith, Shane. Do you honestly believe <laughs> that one political party defends the cause of the weak <laughs> and fatherless better? Yeah. Is one party better at maintaining the rights of the poor because most people would not vote the Republican Party as such? <laughs> Which is funny because, again, when you look at a lot of these things and then hold up scripturally, it's like, huh, that old Democratic view really push yeah, more I, than the Republicans. That's but. one thing
0: because it is a very much more liberal view. Yeah. to do that, and republicanism is and scripture definitely, is
1: very clear on what we should be doing there. And guess who lines up with taking care of that, guys? The Democrats. If that's if this is the view that we're leaning our stuff on, right, well, most of the time.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if it's religious freedom in the way of, um, but not that there's any such thing. But if but we're talking about these these we're rights, about and these, these things rights, it should be. It's usually you know, the Democrats. They're wanting that to lean fight for people are wanting to fight for Satanism in government people are wanting to fight all that well i mean a lot of times too though there's okay well christianity has to be on the same platform
1: so it says therein lies the rub there these are personal perspectives not absolutes not only can we not legislate morality but we are not called to
0: we don't even have to legislate it. That's not the way that we have to do.
1: But so many even Christians, well meaning, you're like, but I have to do these things. Yeah. I have to. Where scripturally, But does what it I'm say saying is in, in
0: order doesn't. to get the result that you want, in order for these groups not to survive you don't need politics for that. No,
1: them. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but when people say like we have to we have to care about these things, we have to do something, we can't just sit by and let these things happen. Yeah. Like you Let's go, go down to the breakdown serve. of the family. Yeah, exactly. you, How of, often are you serving your those in your community? Those you yeah, got put things right like in this. front of you. It's not a political way that we go about it. So here he says, legislating abstinence from sin will save no one. We have no charge to restrain evil or deter wrongdoing collectively. Mm-mm. We are not the morality police for the world. Nope. We are ambassadors for Christ Amen. and his gospel. And let me just add that living like the morality police is what churns people away from Christ and his gospel.
0: Oh, yeah. And and yeah.
1: And look at the state we're in now. What do you think that's? That's and, and, and pe- this
0: may sound confusing. From us because we have no problem talking about what's going on with inside of the church. That's what his point is here. Is the world's gonna be the world?
1: Nothing you can do about it.
0: But we need what we need to be concerned is whoa 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 hey. Yep. This is where we're off. And our if we're ever gonna our priority is so far. If off. we're gonna accomplish this 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 good that and we all should not hold and wait because sure. we should all continue to do good uh, until and. Occupy until he comes is our our statement that we always like to say, um, but you know we we all can can do that together. But at the same time, we need to say, uh, whoa, "Whoa, whoa!" and call out the 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 important things that are going on inside of Christianity. Not be the morality at for the world yeah. and for our nation and for you can't go around else. whacking people with
1: morality yeah. sticks and expect we look stupid
0: to when yeah. we when we do so we honestly do yeah
1: so pastor Eidelman goes on to say politics won't save America but to implement change and help others we must take action Politics, once focused largely on the economy, national security, and the deficit, is now also tackling important moral concerns. These major issues have enormous implications, and to remain silent actually makes a statement that we are not concerned enough. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) we forget that apathy today will be our downfall tomorrow. Are you kidding me? Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, The church must be reminded that it is not the master or the servant of the state, but rather the conscience of the state. He continues, If the church does not recapture its prophetic zeal, it will become an irrelevant social club without moral or spiritual authority. What What an insightful perspective, especially for us today. What? Well, he also had no problem having multiple affairs and doing a bunch of other horrendous thing so yeah let's all listen to him
0: great idea i but the the okay
1: (laughs) let me let me just get to the article you yep process yep watch your blood pressure i'm working on it (laughs) the response says that is simply a silly point (laughs) to say nothing does not convey convey apathy The real problem is that taking sides eliminates half the population from ever listening to us. Amen. We have something important to say, and it's called the gospel. It is not the latest hot button political nonsense. It's your opening salvo, or sorry, if your opening salvo is to tell half the population that their political party choice is evil, when both choices are clearly evil, you recklessly discard half the people from ever hearing the gospel. Hypocrisy is not lost on the unsaved, and Jesus spoke very strongly against hypocrisy. I am going to give you a microcosm of the hypocrisy of politics that the world sees through the lens of a corrupted church. In the late 1990s, Bill Clinton engaged in immoral behavior in the Oval Office. The cries from the church and the Republican Party were all of moral outrage.
0: I remember that so well. Oh, yes, clear. So clear.
1: Character count is all we heard. The three top political figures railing against the immoral president were Newt Gingrich? How do you say his name? Gingrich. Okay. Bob Livingston and Denny Hastert. Every chance these three had, they were on TV lecturing us all about the immorality of Bill Clinton and the church lined up right alongside of them to extend the bony finger of accusation.
0: And I don't know if this wasn't true where you lived when you were this age. I don't know where, because I remember this going in the church, hearing this uh, from the pulpit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So listen to this. Within 10 years, it was revealed that at the same time they were shouting immoral, Newt was secretly having an affair on his wife with a 23-year-old. Bob Livingston had so many affairs, he had to resign from government, and Denny Hastert was convicted of being a serial child molester. Suddenly, the church was silent on morality. Imagine that. And this isn't the only time this has happened. This happens all the stinking time. This was your issue with Mm -hmm. evangelicals screaming the love of Trump, right? The true problem with the church is the apathy towards the gospel, not carnal politics. Yep. As far as the quote from Martin Luther King Jr., it is not the Bible, Shane. <laughs> Nowhere it's, does the Bible suggest that the church is to be the conscience of the state. I don't care who the leader is you that know, you took the quote from. It's not scripture. That's,
0: that's like, you know, those essential kit memes that yeah. they have yeah okay so martin luther king quotes have uh-huh. got to be an essential for a false gospel kit yeah because there's always martin luther king quotes did he do things that were absolutely fantastic. not even disrespecting the man but i'm saying moral man is it as though. far as false teachers that love to just add martin luther king to their sermons and completely just abs like like ways like this yeah that's not the Bible, Shane. Yeah, that's so gonna be my new saying. I don't, <laughs> poor Shane, out of it
1: So then he says, "We must realize that Dr. King was dealing with a great many political injustices. The reason we do not operate with prophetic zeal is because we have abs- abused prophecy until it is nothing more than clairvoyance and psychic parlor tricks."
0: Did you hear that? He's admitting the fact that we have, and now oh, it's yeah. getting worse.
1: The reason we do not operate with moral or spiritual authority is we have abandoned the source, the gospel. Instead, we have replaced the gospel with self-help, motivation, prosperity, purpose-driven nonsense, and seeker-friendly, goat-driven services. A real problem, yes, but not solved by anything political. Let me just say that line again. We have abandoned the gospel. We have replaced the gospel with self-help motivation, prosperity, purpose-driven nonsense, and seeker-friendly, goat-driven services.
0: That's 100% true. Seriously. 100%.
1: Thus, the mass majority of the Western church being largely, if not nearly completely, in a grand state of apostasy. Yep. Shane Eidelman continues. I'm an avid reader of books about revivals and spiritual awakenings written by those who actually experience them. Well, Ironically.
0: When did that happen? Well, there's been short moral.
1: Yeah, I let them go. It, Ironically, many, if not all, say we must preach and proclaim God's word with authority if we are to experience true revival. Yep. The New Testament also bears this out. Without authority and power from on high, words are lifeless. There is nothing to fear when preaching the truth. God ordained it, and He blesses it. He desires that all people come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2:4. America, if you want revival, which is our only hope at this stage in the depravity (laughs) game, then the pulpits must stop asking. In the
0: depravity. Oh Lord!
1: Have mercy. Then the pulpits must stop asking, will this offend my audience? And start asking, will my silence offend God? Which, in theory, okay. Stop trying to be popular, relevant, and cool, and be filled with God's spirit. When God gives people the authority to passionately and lovingly proclaim his word, souls are converted, lives are changed, and families are restored. Returning to his truth is our only hope. Which, again, let's just finish on. Revival, this is the response. This is the
0: response. Yes, by Anthony Wade. This wraps up the 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 whole article. This is his.
1: Revival is the ultimate goal of the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, political idol worshipers. Because that's what they are, political idol worshipers. You cannot revive, however, what was never alive to begin with. One more time. You can't revive it if it was never alive (laughs) to begin with. Why don't you think we don't spend our time, you know, doing CPR on rocks, right? Right. They, They weren't alive to begin with. Leave it be. The truth is that the New Apostolic Reformation adherents like the sinful world and the excess it offers them. By hoping that America can be revived, they keep their dream alive of staying the wrath of God. The politics of this world are always couched in shades of gray. There is no black and white. Both parties are inherently evil. And if you're going to insist you have figured out the lesser evil, I would suggest toning down your excitement and advocacy because it's still evil. The only black and white truth that changes lives eternally is the gospel and, it's po- and it is politics free. It is not tinged nor sullied with the filth of this world. I pray Shane Eidelman would return to the gospel message and leave the carnality of this world behind him. And that was Anthony Wade, uh, June 27th of 2019.
0: So I thought that was, even though he focused on a specific pastor, obviously it was a follow-up to the first podcast that we have redid regarding uh, All another this mega article. mega church stuff, yeah. In the mega church stuff. Mm-hmm. But the way that he did this in in Idleman's advocacy here for basically the you know the social justice gospel yes um and his answers to it here I thought were absolutely perfect um so I know this ended up being kind of a long article but it very very important um to consider that these things are very very serious especially in the time that we're <laughs> living in now
1: i'm sorry i just clicked on the charisma news article that this shane eidelman had written and it kind of cracked me up because when i pick out the pictures to use as our covers i usually pick out the ones that are a little more like
0: you're talking about the sparkler one
1: no no it's all the people with their hands are at like the mega church you know what oh, i mean okay, but i usually yeah. pick out the ones that are kind of like the extreme of whatever we're talking about is you know the the craziness we're trying to convey here so it's funny that they had the same picture but like in a serious sense but then as I'm sitting here a pop-up you know because now when you go to a website after so long all these pop-ups come up at you trying to sell you something it's this series of books Iris Delgado never heard of this person but they're called Satan You Can't Have. And it's called Save 60% on the Satan You Can't Have Bundle from Iris Delgado and take charge of your marriage, children, miracle, and promises.
0: Oh, wow. Promises.
1: And it's Satan, you can't have my children. Satan, you can't have my marriage. Powerful prayers to protect the heart of your child. Satan, you can't have my promises. Satan, you can't have my miracle. Satan, you can't have my day.
0: that's a lot of people that would sound innocent.
1: But that's the crazy part about this because you put the stuff out there and it's like, Oh man, that sounds good. I want to, my marriage is broken. My children are, are off living the world. You know, all of these things, I don't have miracles and promises. I'm sick. I'm struggling. I'm hurting. Right. All of this seems so good in theory. And that's what's so insane. And is so just showing the, the times that we are in when, the church is now pumping this stuff out it isn't that it's the world that's deceiving people it's the church that's deceiving the church yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean I can answer all of these questions my children my marriage my miracles my promise I can answer all of these things by reading the bible But I'm not going to read my Bible because it's too confusing or boring or or whatever. I can't, I don't know how to understand it, you know, whatever excuse we want to use. So instead, I'm going to order this bundle from Iris Delgado, who's going to spew out all kinds of stuff. But I bet you there's some scripture mixed around and all this other stuff. And it makes it sound really good. And again, here just goes more into this. The problem with these teachings is that there's a lot of people out there who think they are saved. And they're not. That's... They are fallen for a Jesus just that the, cannot save. Just like save. this apo-
0: the, the Apologia yeah. uh, one that we did uh, coming out, that Apologia was exactly. talking about Furtick. And they were saying that there's not enough people that are out there calling out the fact that this is a false gospel that cannot save. Yep. It cannot save you. Yep. It's a false Christ that you're believing in. It has nothing to do with repentance and forgiveness of sin. Nope. It has to do with Jesus loving you wherever you're at and continuing on your life happily blaspheming God. Unaware. Sometimes no it's no unaware. Repentance. But it's a false Jesus and you can't have him. Yep. Like you can't have that. Go somewhere else. Don't believe in this. That's why the problem. That's why there's this cross between this new age movement and christianity too that's kind of that's why you see a lot of christianity getting into this new age
1: okay is
0: because you're trying to take jesus and turn him into this jesus that you want him to be which is is mortally i mean that
1: it's the antichrist that is you want jesus to be the antichrist that's just Okay, oh
0: my God, I clicked on it to see you. how
1: much this was because now that I'm here and committed to this. Originally $132, but for the, right now, the special offer, you can get it for $49.99 plus one year of Charisma subscription, whatever. Oh, Lord. Anyways, I'm looking at the description. And it's for, the
0: website, Charisma. Yeah.
1: Charismatic. Yeah, so I'm looking at the little breakdown they have of these books. Let's just look again at how scary this whole thing is with the New Apostolic Reformation and all of these mm. things because it is so you start bringing in New Age principles. You start bringing in, it's a false Jesus, a false gospel, if there's gospel at all, and it cannot save. So Satan, you can have my day. Tap into powerful attributes and apply lessons every day. Obtain understanding and get direction to confront the enemy. Then take charge of the day through the power of God's word. Each day's entry provides a short reading that gives you the power and insight to pray for your needs and the needs of your loved ones. A scripture Wait, focused so on the day's topic and a scripture based prayer to put God's word to action. It's in an an life.
0: instructing you how to pray.
1: Yeah, so that you can get the needs and
0: oh, power for you wow. and your loved ones. Wow.
1: All right, so Satan, you can't have my marriage. I'm sorry to cheer on this, but I was just like glancing at it. and I was like, this is too insane. We could do a podcast just on this. Yeah. We fight in a spiritual war that can only be waged with spiritual weapons. Satan and his demons would like nothing better than to disrupt our relationships and break up our families. Every home is a target. We cannot remain passive. Satan You Can't Have My Marriage provides an essential guide for anyone who wants to win the spiritual battle. Filled with practical principles and scripture-based prayers, this book gives you the confidence and faith to stand firm against your attacks. You so will discover
0: by this book, I obviously, won't know how to you will Satan. discover
1: how to remove Satan's influence from your relationships, what makes marriages work and what destroys it, and mentorship and guidance that no marriage should be without. So again. So
0: yeah, they're trying to get your money.
1: This stuff looks good, though, right? Like, I don't want Satan to be able to get at my marriage. I don't want Satan to, uh, to remove Satan's. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's not in a good way, just to clarify. Mm-hmm. Satan, you can't have my miracle.
0: I say that sometimes, and I don't think I hope people catch that I know. being sarcastic. <laughs> I, know. I was like, please, I'll no, no, I don't be like, nasty. I'll too. be like, oh yeah, yeah, amen. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, you know, because yeah. it's like. <laughs> Let's just. I <laughs> so, just want to make sure. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: We fight in a spiritual war that can only be waged with spiritual weapons. Did they seriously say the same thing again? Um, Let's see. Satan and his demons (laughs) would like nothing better than for you to believe that miracles don't happen or that they only happen to other people. Satan, you can't have my miracle, provides an essential guide for anyone who wants to win this spiritual battle. Because this is what you need to win the spiritual battle. Hold, please. Filled with practical principles, amazing testimonies, and scripture-based prayers, this book will inspire you to believe God for the impossible in your life. Learn how to open the door to God in areas including physical illness, destructive soul ties, codependency, eating disorders and weight loss, freedom from poverty, lack, and want. Reach into the supernatural realm of the Spirit and bring the miraculous into your life today.
0: Oh, have mercy. We've got a lot of work to do.
1: Satan, you can't have my promises. What has the enemy stolen from you? What is rightfully yours? Your identity, your health, your family, your peace of mind, your passion... God has a purpose and a destiny just for you, and he has promised to give you everything you need to fulfill it. But Satan and his demons would like nothing better than for you to miss these blessings. It is time to reclaim them all. These biblical principles, amazing testimonies, and scripture-based prayers will inspire you to claim possession of God's promises and reclaim any part that has been lost to Satan.
0: Sorry. He's good, dude. Hold on, and there's
1: only a couple more. It's he just- even knows
0: how to market himself. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, he's even talking crap. Like Satan is literally talking crap about himself in so order funny. to fool Christians. And then he's laughing it up. He's, he's laughing like, it ladies. up. Okay. I mean, he's literally going. Yeah, that that evil Satan and his demons. Yeah. Are gonna get you if you don't buy this book and understand these prayers.
1: Hey, today four nine nine nine.
0: Oh, have mercy,
1: Satan! You can't have my children. Okay, what's this about? This book provides clear, powerful, spiritual tools that can be used to nurture and raise godly children. One chapter is filled with scripture-based prayers that can be used by readers to pray for their children, young and old. This book is a tool for showing parents that, with God, the impossible is possible. To the parents struggling with a disobedient or rebellious child, this book provides calming encouragement and godly principles that can bring about a transformation in the home. It reinforces the promise that God's power is greater than the power of the enemy over their children's lives. It taps into the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to aid parents and it advises readers, never give up in the face of adversity. Prepare yourself to see the word of God in action in the lives of your children and believe that God will perform his word.
0: So um when we all get to heaven together, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask publicly Paul a question.
1: <laughs> Let me just in front of everybody. I, just in front of For everybody. For the sake of clarity, I just
0: want to be like Paul. Okay, Mr. Dude, Apostle. Was your reaction to hearing some of this like, what? <laughs> Seriously? Are you kidding?
1: Okay. We're almost done. So, I mean, we're giving you guys a little lighthearted into this. And then I have one more more thing to read. But let me tell you guys what I did to Brandon the other night. He was going back and forth with uh, something. I don't remember what it was. All day. Which is great. We love getting stuff. Mm -hmm. But just know, I mean, it's a lot, right? Just like if you have a a difficult job or not even difficult, but just a hard job. I mean, you pour yourself into it. If you're really working, right, for the glory of God, you pour yourself into it. So, at the end of the day, you're tired, man. Mm -hmm. It's just we do this from our house. So, he was up in the... He'd come up from his office and he was in the kitchen. He was just like, ah, you know, or whatever. And he was like, why? Why is it not clear? Like, why is this? so? You know, kind of just like venting a little bit, but just a little bit of, you know, you just need that moment to just let it out and just, ah, why? This is so hard sometimes. I mean, but it's great, but ah. And so most of you have seen our (laughs) vlog. You pretty much know what every ounce of our house looks like, but we have this huge um, print of an old painting of the Apostle Paul writing his letters in prison and it's no surprise that brandon loves paul and so we have this huge thing um, which is kind of funny because it came from china which is funny because they're persecuting christians so haha but anyways (laughs) it's it's like but this came with paul whatever but yet christianity is exploding there amen but it hangs up in our main living space It's this huge i don't even know how big it is it's really big though it's like our, our biggest wall that's what this painting is and so brandon's like oh this is so frustrating or whatever And he's like, it just drains so much out of me, but, you know, whatever. And so I said, come here, let me show you something. He had no idea what I was doing. Did you think I was crazy at that point when I was like, come here, let me show you. And I made him like, follow me. You're like, what are you doing? But I made him like, follow me. I was like, yeah, uh, what are you? (laughs)
0: what are you doing? Because oh, I was I like, come here, good.
1: let me show you something. Yeah, I like, this will help. And crazy so I, I did. I made him like walk through our house and up over to where the painting like hangs up on our wall. And I just pointed up at it. And then he started cracking up laughing. But it is, I mean, you look at some of the stuff. And it's like, you guys, all these notes that have been pointed mm-hmm. out and these things I've been reading so far. I'm like, there's so much scripture about this. Okay. The last one, because again, this is almost just too insane, and if you don't understand where the issues are in these things I'm reading, please message us, and Brandon will happily help explain. I just volunteered him. But powerful prayers to protect the hearts of your children, expose your child to spiritual blessing, and protect them from spiritual attack.
0: Okay.
1: Protect your children from evil assignments oh. and tap into the supernatural protection of the Holy um, Spirit. You're
0: literally contact. You're literally yeah yeah asking for demons yeah.
1: No, 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 you're tapping into the supernatural protection of the Holy Spirit.
0: Oh, yeah, that's, yeah.
1: Because there's a way that you tap in. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay, there's a way that you tap into <clears throat> that. Okay.
1: Scripture-based categories help you target your most important needs. Your most important needs. No. Counsel and prayers for parents who are hurting and dismayed because of the adverse situations in their homes declarations of faith will build your faith to believe God and to never stop believing for the protection and transformation of your children. So apparently now you need these declarations of faith so you can build up your faith to be- actually believe God.
0: So the we people- are
1: in a war, a spiritual war, in which Satan and his demons are attempting to break up our families and disrupt our children's lives.
0: Well, that's true. That's
1: true. That can be engaged in and won only with spiritual weapons. We cannot remain passive. See, and that's where they get you. Because some of the true. things you're like, yeah, absolutely. Amen. Oh, yeah, don't don't go buy this book. In this valuable and effective book, Iris Delgado provides an indispensable guide for anyone who wants to win the spiritual battle being fought that's over their true. children. <laughs> yeah, they're not true. We've stopped with the true part. That like one that's little clip was the only, you know, yep, we could use yeah. that. You'll discover how to tap into the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to protect your child. Like there's a way to do that, apparently. Please don't <clears> ever do that. Yeah, please don't ever do that. Put a hedge of protection into action through specific and focused prayers. Establish a spiritual security system in your home. That's clever. Become free from generational strongholds and curses.
0: And that's how movies like... uh, What's that one? Paranormal activity? Yeah.
1: Filled with practical counsel and scripture-based prayers, this powerful guide will give you confidence and faith to stand firm against the influences and attacks of the enemy. Well. So, sorry, that was just way too good so to... So
0: we're going to end the podcast on that. <laughs>
1: so, Everybody pray for the saving of Iris Delgado and the complete repentance of whatever demonic activity... Yeah,
0: this doctrine is these dangerous. These guys are wrapped up in. So we have to be careful with it because we were... People that Mm-mm-mm. innocently... Because be involved in, but this s- in, would sound good if stuff. you
1: know that there is a God. You know, there's this thing, and you look at the stuff. You'd be like, "That sounds good. That's mm-hmm. what I need. That could fix my problems." The spiritual battle is more right. real than the physical. Or these that are we the see things that
0: we should be involved in and we should be doing, and yeah. So that I guess uh, hopefully that just shows um, helps everybody shows kind of one of the issues of it and we'll do more articles from this guy all of these books
1: they don't have many ratings on Amazon I just went just to look but all of them are like five star
0: oh yeah they're rave reviews I mean these people are real like I said I've talked to them so Mm. they're just
1: and translated into different languages so that way they can reach other oh man
0: pray Pray for for them.
1: them for real because this is serious and that's why we talk about these things yep Because it's like, no, this is not okay. Mm -mm. So anyways, there's that for y'all's day. Anything else you want to add? Nope, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys.